Hey folks, this is Dr. Rob, and welcome to Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction, a podcast brought to you by Seeking Integrity Treatment Programs and hosted by me and my sidekick, Tammy. Say hi, Tammy. Hi, Dr. Rob. Thank you. Our show provides useful answers to your most asked questions about cheating, betrayal, and addiction. Let's get started. My essay husband in recovery was diagnosed with OCD, not personality disorder, and thought disorder in his psychosexual evaluation. His PA um, started in, his porn addiction started in his early 40s after starting marijuana daily, married 18 years. Then we moved to a city for the first time, 20 years married. Within six months of increased porn use, he started visiting prostitutes and massage parlors, which were plentiful in the city. He's been sober from sex workers since D-Day and sober from porn since Lexapro kicked it. Mm, that sounds like a comment a so yeah question i don't see a question there so oh should he be treated for ocd that was the question okay that's there are certain things you have to do before you deal with recovery not a lot um for example if somebody's drinking heavily really hard to deal with sexual recovery if they're drinking so you got to deal with the alcohol first in the, you know in cases of mental health issues um, I can't do the work that I want to do with a client until I realize, oh, they're obsessive. Oh, they have ADD. So for me, it, the, the psychiatric sort of is bigger than anything that I do. You know, addiction is a piece of it, but depression is a piece of it. You know, trauma is a piece of it. So, and I need experts. You know, you may be a very good X kind of doctor, but if you don't fully understand the more complicated, you go to the, you go further up. So um, mm -hmm. I think absolutely you need to have as much psychiatric evaluation and follow those directions with someone you trust, um, not your family doctor. That's not who does this. You need um, someone who is a psychiatrist who can write medication prescriptions. But I, you know, I can be a little obsessive. I certainly have some depression and my life is so much better because I take medication. It doesn't feel good like drugs might, but I'm more stable. I'm more consistent. So yeah, I, I, my recovery is enhanced by having a, a brain that's working better. Um, and why make him work harder on his recovery than he has to? So yeah. Well, and okay. we've had, I want to, yeah, address this because we've had clients who've come to our recovery program. So the Seeking Integrity Los Angeles Treatment Program, and they wouldn't have been able to focus on the SA work until they had that stabilization. So, so like you're saying, they have to have that. I, I also like that you talked about, don't just go to your family uh, doctor. And even with a psychiatrist, it's best to have someone who understands addiction also, because not all of them are well-versed at that. So having like when, when clients come to us, if they need, you know, that evaluation, we have some um, a professional that we work with who is very good at, understanding the addiction components, but also uh, addressing and assessing OCD, ADHD, all of those type of things so that, you know, the, that can be best navigated for, um, for the clients. And then hopefully they are able to, you know, concentrate, but, you know, we've talked about clinical depression, you know, uh, clinical levels of anxiety. Um, and, but I know ACD, uh, OCD and ADHD are both problematic too. I, I also think that one of the things, and I will tout our horn for a moment, one of the things that we are really good at, but sadly shouldn't, shouldn't be needed, is we've worked with people who've been through treatment programs. And mm -hmm. the thing is, if you're only looking for a certain set of, set of symptoms, like I'm going here for sex addiction, mm -hmm. sometimes they're focused so much on that that they forget about depression or Asperger's or, or grief issues. Or, so I think it's really important 
I would want to make sure any place I referred someone really had a, a grounding, not just in addiction, but in mental health. And believe me, I know the Tammy will tell you the difference between a counselor who is really, really trained in mental health versus someone who's a coach or, you know, it, it, there's just no comparison. We are or an addiction therapist. We're much we are best guided by someone's mental health. So, yeah, good question. yeah. And well, yeah. And we've we've had many people who had that component missing that have been to, you know, even some major programs. So, or so it's good that, to pay attention to those. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Next question. When I'm feeling hopeless in helping her heal or have messed things up again, I find that sometimes when I am not being mindful, I will have thoughts that are not relational and would have me thinking about being a, with a prostitute again, or even dating somebody else rather than her. Is this my subconscious telling me that my relationship will not work or just my way of seeking comfort like I used to before discovery? I have to reread this. This is dense. I find that sometimes when I'm not being mindful, I will have thoughts that are, can, I'm not sure what is meant by I have thoughts that are not relational. Does that mean they want to act out? Yeah, they want yes. to act out. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so one of the, I'm just going to throw something out there because I'm not, I, I like to think of things in a much more straightforward way. When I feel bad about myself and I feel shameful, like I'm reminded of how I hurt someone and I start to feel, yeah, you know, I'm really a jerk. I want, I don't like those feelings. And so when I'm having those uncomfortable feelings, I don't, I, I, I want to run away from my partner and I want to go into my addiction. So even if it's just in my head. Um, so I really, I appreciate your saying this because underneath for all addicts is, is about separation or distancing. And so if you're not feeling close to her or you feel like you let her down and you're the bad guy, addiction is a perfect place to disappear. And I'm not saying to go act out. I'm just saying that, yes, this is a very logical, it's not your subconscious doing a whole lot of things. All it is is you feel bad. You, you know, it doesn't have to be deeper than that. And you feel separated from her or you feel like you hurt someone you care about and you want to go act out. So I wouldn't, you know, I, I have to say sometimes people get a little too therapy-ish and I love therapists, but sometimes our things just are what they are. And in this case, yeah, um, you felt bad. You wanted to run away. I wouldn't judge anything or make any conclusions about your relationship based on that. But you might work on the shame issue. Yeah, I, I love that you're talking about that. And and you started with when I feel hopeless. So you started right. with I'm already feeling hopeless. So mm -hmm. there's probably some shame around that, you know, like because I'm not doing this well enough or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, so we have. Um, the um, attachment wound work group, and that addresses some of those those shame filled um, thoughts that will be starting again in September. I would invite you on the Seeking Integrity site under the work groups. You'll see that, and and that, that those are some specific things. Out of the doghouse would be another one, and how to rebuild trust, and you know, and hopefully gain some more um, insights or even just. Um, resiliency and in, in not feeling hopeless. But yeah, I mean, like, sorry, but my, oh yeah, it's easy to go, oh, that relationship won't work. Guess what? You'll go on to another relationship and you'll still have, you know, feelings of, you know, uh, something will happen and you'll still get into that hopeless. So, so I, I don't know ultimately if your relationship is going to work out, but if somebody else is sticking with you and they've been through all of this, that's a good sign. So, you know, working on the two of you, I just shared with somebody earlier today, Dr. Rob did a podcast on sex and relationship healing with Dr. Stan 
Tatkin about we do the two of you together rather than focusing on either of you know if if both of us are focused on ourselves you know that isn't as helpful but when we're doing things that are meaningful that help the relationship you know and that can be you working on you and working on your shame to help the relationship so so you know like keep that in mind and you're not going to do this stuff perfectly. You are not going to help her heal perfectly. You know, this is this is messy stuff. But you, you showing up here and asking these questions is a hopeful thing, and I'm really I'm really glad you chose to do that. Um, I also want to add, Tammy. Speaking of the mental health issue, and thank you for reminding mm -hmm. me, I am hopeless is how it starts. Some people, you're already sort of in the basement, and you can't even get to the first floor because you hit run into something like this, and you're devastated by it. And so, you know, again, this makes me feel a little bit. The other thing is, first of all, we're not hearing anything about what kind of support this person is getting. And also, you know, when I ask someone, someone says to me, "Is my subconscious telling me?" I think, do they have a therapist? Like they're asking, do they have some, really, this is stuff you need support through with professionals. We're not making any money by selling it, trust me. But this is specialty work. You can't see a coach. You shouldn't see someone who's not trained in it. Um, this is the way you're going to get, really, even if you see them for six weeks and then you see them every other week for a while, just getting grounded in what this is all about. By the way, I do want to give us some uh and I say today, props, I'm going to give us some props. We have courses online, like for the person who's feeling hopeless about being able to help her heal at the out of the doghouse course and book are available for the person who says, you know, I don't know if I can stay sober. What is sobriety? There's one of the sex addiction courses. Um, isn't there a, a partner? There's a partner. There's inner well. child. There's a betrayed partner one that started last week, Wednesday. There is room and other people missed, but then we'll start it again, probably in October. But, you know, the, the inner child, the attachment wound, and we've got great resources that are, you need basic stuff, porn addiction, 101, sex addiction, 101, out of the doghouse for uh, men who've been caught cheating, the betrayed partner, couples healing from betrayal work group starts next month. So, so there's great stuff, but then that the, those deeper levels, okay, now I've got a foundation of recovery, but now I need to work on my inner child. I need to work on those attachment wounds. You know, the you know the betrayal wound, the uh, neglect wound, abandonment, whatever it is. There's always stuff. You know, so so um, working through some of those issues um, is really helpful. And all of the work groups are low cost, so that uh, six week courses, ninety minutes, most of them. Couples is two hours, but but With they're homework. they're geared. Yeah, they're geared to help you. You know, get that deeper foundation, not to replace a therapist. Many therapists do re, um, do request that their clients join these so that they have more information to take back to their therapist. It helps them get to that deeper place faster rather than just talking about what happened this week at therapy, you know? Well, I want to add to that by saying if you are going to read an educational support group once a week, your spouse will feel better. They will know where you are on Thursday nights and that you're beginning to investigate this. But I did want to say one more thing about what this person said, because mm -hmm. it's so rich now that I can actually take it in, is that if you continue to walk toward your spouse and you're unable to figure out how to make it better, I've never met a man in my entire life, I've treated thousands of people whoever ha knew how exactly to either tolerate a woman being angry at him because he cheated or trying to have a way to make it um, uh, them begin to restore trust. I've never known a man who intuitively doesn't just bring flowers and say, hey, it's been three months. When are you going to get over it? That is why I wrote Out of the Doghouse, because I specifically wanted you guys, you men, to understand how long it takes 
to work through betrayal. What a, that a woman's experience of being cheated on is different than a man's. You know, um, I have so many men. We have men in treatment now, right now, Tommy, who say, "If my if my wife did this, I I wouldn't. I don't know how she puts up with it because I would have left a long time ago." So I do think out of the doghouse. I really, really um, encourage men who get discouraged because you're not sure how to heal or show empathy or compassion. Yeah, that's something you can learn, I promise. So anyway, that's why I did that. That's why we teach it. And I just wanted to put it out there because it's one of my favorite courses. And I do know male partners of both female and male addicts. And they, like, I, I was speaking with someone today and I was like, wow, th this person was in the relationship and really doing the work. And like, I have great hopes for the two of them. I see good things. So, so regardless of the situation, there is hope. There is the ability to heal if you're both willing to do the, you know, get the support that you need to, to do it. So, okay. Oh, right. um, next question. Is it common for a PASA to say to their partner that they don't trust them because most wives of husbands who have cheated on them would cheat back? Hmm. Crazy that this would be coming from someone who risked his family to be in a long distance, inappropriate relationship with a married woman who happened to be my cousin's wife. But now after what he did, I am not trust. I, the partner, am not trustworthy. So I think the person already knows the answer to this. Um, really, mm -hmm. they already know that the person you are, uh, that your husband, I guess your partner is doing everything they can to say, look over there, <laughs> look over there. That's the problem. And that keeps you from, that keeps you guessing, you know, should I be angry? What should I do with my anger? You know, because you've been thrown, you've been gaslighted. This is someone who's, who is um, lying to you in order to distract you and then you're confused and you don't, they don't want you to be really angry at them. So this is, I, I admire you for your sanity in a situation like this because you sound very sane. And the reality is there's, there, all of this is, is an attempt to keep any, both of you are looking at the problem and to keep getting in trouble. And it's a, it's a ploy, don't pay attention to it. This is a good example of a sex addict being manipulative. Um, and yes, you're angry, but you're also confused and questioning yourself. And you know what? This is a man, because I know addicts, who knows exactly how to get you to doubt yourself and not and question your own anger because you're together and you know each other. So um, I don't know, Tammy, you might have a completely view, different view. No, I say, I, like <laughs> this, a okay, right, this occasionally comes up. Um, but it always feels like blame shifting and, and that, you know, that shell game of, you know, of, you know, where, what, what's under the shell, which, which one is it, you know, it does keep you, you know, it keeps the, the blame off of him. The, you know, he's, I don't hear any, I'm taking responsibility for what I did. So to me, this would be, you know, a, a real clear definition of that person. My PASA has the problem. I'm taking care of me. I'm putting up healthy boundaries for me. And, uh, you know, and you said, I mean, how tragic they, you know, he risked and, and, and the other person too, but, but he risked his family, all of everything, you know, and is now trying to blame you. So it's nothing you did or didn't do you. You're fine. You know, yourself, you have integrity. It's, it's him. So. And Tammy, you know, what's great about this question is that, um, that whole thing we talked to spouses about trust your gut. If mm -hmm. you read through this, like 
um, with a married woman who happened to be, and I'm sorry, this is any relationship yeah. to your family, but yeah. inappropriate. I mean, there's a lot of anger in there. And I have a feeling like yeah. this person's gut says, I'm furious, but they're questioning that and they're being led to question that. And this is what I say to spouses, trust your gut because there's something going on that doesn't make sense because it doesn't. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get off my toadstool here. Go yeah. Ahead, yeah. And, and uh, I hope you have good support for you and I'm sorry, you're, you and your cousin, unfortunately. So, okay. I'm a betrayed partner feeling guilt and getting some backlash from my time post discovery and reaching out to friends and family during my emotional crisis. My sister now doesn't feel comfortable being with my, this, I hear this all the time. This is why you have to be careful who you share with. I understand, but at the same time, now I feel torn to choose. How do I manage the fallout of oversharing in hindsight, I wouldn't have, but needed support and can't change the past. You are right. I wasn't trying to, you know, add anything to that. So, um, why don't you start that, Tammy? Because you... I was going to say I have. Yeah, I've. I honestly, unfortunately, deal with this too often. So, you know, at some point, you know, you pick who is safe. So, you know, if that family doesn't feel comfortable being around your husband, that's fine. They're not safe for you either. You know, or if. If you do feel a closeness or there's some reason for you to be in that, then and right now your husband's, you know, in the doghouse, as Dr. Rob has said. But I think it's also, you know, it's okay for you to to verbalize, I needed support. You know, if you can't be, you know, supportive of me, knowing that I was in a crisis, that's okay, you know, but then I need to not be, you know, I, I need to not be in close proximity to you at this time. I hope that at some point we can resolve this, but for right now, I really need to do what I need to do to take care of me. And, 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 you know, there was an old exercise that was like people in the rings around you and the closest mm -hmm. people to you are the ones that can be supportive and can show up and not try to you need to get rid of him you need to dump the bum but just go what do you need oh, how can i support you whatever that is and then there's people that are layers out right now your sister may need to be in one of those outer rings and it may be temporary it may be more permanent but you know trust your gut on who you actually can um can share with you won't do it perfectly you know i've got people in my past that i shared with and you know it didn't work out but you know i go ahead I'd rather i'd rather try and have it fail every now and then because most of the time you know most of the time people have been able to you know to support me and me them so um you're right you can't change the past here's where you are now you know hold your boundaries you know uh, people that need to be out a little bit they need to be out a little bit I wanted to say something about the rings that you mentioned. I'm glad you said that, Tammy. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, a, a simple way of thinking about it, we can just say a ring and you're in the middle mm -hmm. of it. And the people that you feel most safe with are in that ring. And you tell them you're most open with them and most honest with them. And you trust them that they're not going to make you feel bad for what you said. They're not going to tell anyone else. You know, for me, this is my niece. This is my wife. This is, you know, people who just fit in there. Um, and I think you reached outside outside of that ring and let some other people know who weren't as safe and that, you know, no harm, no foul. You didn't know any better. And I really appreciate your being so vulnerable here and saying, gosh, I wish, wish I'd gotten it right. Because like any partner, you have the right to feel angry and furious and hurt and entitled to or whatever I do is what they deserve, you know? So I really appreciate for the folks who are still dealing with a lot of their anger 
that you were willing to say, hey, maybe that wasn't the best move because I think that's a good thought. And by the way, in the future, if I were in that place or for anyone who's listening, I would just check it out with someone. You know, I want to tell everybody, not, not the person who hurt you, but somebody, you know, you really trust. And should I do that? You know, just getting that support and that feedback. But I did have one other thought. Tammy will like this one, I think, that this is how you know. This is when you, well, there's two pieces. One, one of which is this is when you know who your friends are. Because this is when the people who love you, they either bring it up and say, you know, darn, I, that, that's really confusing, but we talk about it. Or you bring it to them and say, as, and this is where you have to be stronger. You know, we've been through some uncomfortable stuff. We don't need to talk about it, but we just want to acknowledge, you know, it is about where you have the real honesty and the real trust. And this is, believe me, the people who want to talk superficially and pretend it never happened, they're not where you need them to be right now. The people who you're afraid that now that they found out they're going to this, that, and the other, don't spend your time with those people right now. Spend, it may be a small group, but spend your time with the people who really don't care about your challenges, just love and care about you. Because everyone is going to have something to say. You know, Aunt Susie's going to have something to say. Your sister's going to have something to say, you know, all of that. And granted, it will not, there'll be some, Thanksgivings that won't go quite as well as you might have wished, but um, uh, but this is really when you get to see who loves you and accepts you and doesn't give a darn. Um, so anyway, thank you. Great question. Well, and I was thinking, you know, a lot of it is their fear. They don't understand. They don't know. And so they don't know what to say, or they have a misperception of what, you know, sex addiction is, you know, what, like, you know, they automatically go to the offender, you know, side of things. Um, uh, so, so I think, but I do think if you haven't already been there on sex and relationship healing.com, we have support groups for betrayed partners. You can say just about anything there and, and they're free, you know, in a supportive, yeah. In a supportive manner. And I mentioned the, the betrayed partner work group again, great support, great education to help you process through some things as well. But if you don't have a, a specific support person for you to help you work through the betrayal trauma, Email me, Tammy, T-A-M-I, at SeekingIntegrity.com. Let me know what you're looking for and where you're located, and I will do my best to help you find um, the right support to help you. So and I, I you are not alone. More. Lots of people have weathered this, so you can do it. it you know, there will be some awkward at Thanksgiving, et cetera, but take care of you. So go ahead. And that's what those groups are. They're, they're mm -hmm. free. And this is what they're for. So that you can talk to other spouses and say, you know, you told your kids, you told, how did you handle it? Um, but I just really feel bad for you on some level because now you're challenged by your betrayed partner and you're also challenged by what's been said and all how you might feel uncomfortable with all these people. So you have a lot to grieve and be challenged for by. I hope you have a lot of support around you or you find some. Okay, what do we got? Okay. Well, so I'm going to skip one, going back to the person who was feeling hopeless, says not really acting out, just thinking about another woman. And I'm like, hmm, that doesn't feel like a really, that sounds like a middle circle behavior to be, you know. I have to, to go all the way that. back to the first, the beginning so the, of that. So if you go back to the answer, it was uh, when I'm feeling oh. hopeless and I and helping her heal, it's that question. Oh, that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's, I just want to tag in. I was like, but, but I'm sorry, but that feels a little bit like denial. I'm not really acting out. I'm just thinking about someone else. Well, that's, you know, that probably is a, a less than helpful thing to help her heal. So anything okay. else add? So no, I'm just okay. trying to get, I just got through that okay. part. I'm very okay, slow, so, you have to understand. I got so it. No, we're I got on it. The, 
502. Okay, I'm going to. And what is the last part? Seeking like I used to before discovery. What's the part that just came? What? In? I just said not really. Not acting really out, acting just thinking out. About just thinking woman. about another. Just woman. thinking about another um, woman. That's in the answered. Yeah. Oh, that's in the answered. I just moved it to answered. Sorry, you guys. Okay. It's like <laughs> no, it's okay. So, I'm just, so now they're both remember. in answered. I was going to go to the next one. Right. But. Not really acting out. And the one that starts with I'm hopeless. Is that right? Sorry, I'm guys. I'm hopeless. I, yeah. Yeah. So okay, if you that, go up to so the 507 what, and okay, the you'll have to tell 502, me go together. Right. Tammy, you have to tell me if I did this right. But um, okay. I don't think this is any different than what we answered before, which is, you know, you are going to a place to feel better and where you can mm -hmm. feel more comfortable. And I don't think it means anything. You know, um, when I, I wanted to go back to that. When I, um, I'm still trying to put these together. Um, oh, okay. First of all, I, I would really suggest you don't tell your spouse that you're thinking about, and this is not something to share with your spouse. Let me just make that really clear. Every thought that we have that goes through our head that is uncomfortable around recovery, we need to tell our sponsor or our therapist or someone, our clergy, whoever we're working with, but not necessarily our spouse. And spouses, that doesn't mean we're going to leave anything out that's important to you, like acting out. But we don't want to trigger you every time we think about something sexual or see someone that we find attractive. So um, just, and back to the attic, just because you're having this feeling and this desire to me, it's just, again, a, a desire to escape um, and focus on something other than what's going on in the moment. And I'm really sorry, folks, that I get so confused about Tammy knows I'm not skilled with, um, I'm good talker. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so, so to me, if you're focusing the thoughts on, oh, sorry, on someone else, you know, like to me, there's an opportunity to pick something that's healthy for you rather than, you know, starting to go down that path. So I would encourage you when you're thinking, oh, should I, I'm hopeless and I'm not, you know, is this relationship going to end? Let me think about that other woman. There's no good can come of that, in my opinion. So I would encourage you to go, what can I do? You know, if, if you're not looking, but you're kind of, fixated on something else it's kind of like the three second what do i need to do to shift my attention you know so that i'm not you know and i'm not you know over fixated on that so okay we have Next so question. many good questions yes, yes i know i want to keep although I, okay I have one hi question, there which is let's go fast we have a lot of questions okay okay hi there i'm the betrayed partner my partner and i had another discovery oh this past week wednesday he He's an admitted essay, but was never sober during the time he led me to believe. I'm not only heartbroken, but struggling with intrusive thoughts during intimacy. Our sex life has always been a treasure. How do I cope with this? At this point, I can barely sleep in our bed. I would love some tools to deal with the midnight trauma thoughts. Well, I, I feel badly that you feel in any way... Um, that either you want to be intimate or you should be intimate with this person. I, again, this is so, so about trust your gut. Your body is saying, I don't want to do this. I don't feel uncomfortable with this. The, the intrusive thoughts, you know, they mean something. You have to pay attention to what's going on inside you because, you know, everything in you is saying, get this person away from me. And, and, you know, they could sleep in another room. You do not have to sleep in the same bed. This person has hurt you. And then they lied to you on top of it. And I don't feel like you have a responsibility to make sure he's comfortable because he has to sleep somewhere else. Um, he's lucky he's in the house. So 
But I, and so I just want to validate, yes, you're going to have intrusive thoughts. No, you're not going to be able to sleep. Um, yes, you're going to wake up at midnight and all of that. And all of that is because your body is telling you, get this man out of my bed. And by the way, I say this all the time. It's one of my favorite statements. Um, I ask people, would you sleep? Would you have sex with someone you don't trust? And, you know, they usually think of a stranger and, oh, I would never have sex with someone I don't trust. Well, why would you have sex with a person that you live with if you don't trust them? And so, you know, if you don't feel trusting, which I wouldn't at this point, then um, I would respond to that and trust myself that there isn't a reason to be trusting and act on it. You have to take care of yourself. I guess I feel real protective right here. You have some thoughts, Tammy, because... Yeah, no, I, I do too. But I was like, you know, so so this thing that was a treasure to you has now been broken. And, and I will share from a personal standpoint, and it wasn't because my husband was unfaithful, but I had a huge betrayal and I had nightmares and I they lasted like eight months. And it was my mind processing through that. And when I stopped having nightmares, I would wake up cold sweat. But um, when I stopped doing that, I was like, and I was working with a therapist, I, you know, I had the support, but it was just, it's a process. That's all I'm saying is, you know, like Dr. Rob said, trust your gut. It's like, it's a process. You are going to have to, well, you don't have to, but it would be a natural thing to grieve, you know, over this loss, this loss of what you thought you had, the treasure you thought you had with your sexual intimacy and intimacy is not sex. All the sex addicts can prove that to you. So, so, but the vulnerability, the closeness that you experienced, which was, was part of your sex life, you know, it was for you. I, I don't know, you know, what it was for him, but can you get that back? Yes, eventually, but only if he's willing to do the work. I mean, he's lied to you. So in fact, we have a treatment program. He's the kind of guy that would really benefit from, you know, I mean, we help the guys get a foundation of recovery and stop lying to themselves and everyone else. So um, you're too. not alone. Yeah, he, I no, he really does. <laughs> yeah, he works directly with, you know, the clients who are there and um, it's really meaningful for I, them. I just so. want to say this person also, you're, there's a lot of grief here. Um, our sex life has always been a treasure. And like Tammy said, you're not just talking about sex. You're talking about how, even if you don't have great sex, there's still a connection that happens when you are sexual, unless you're really, really uncomfortable or not feeling. But when sex is good and it's loving in a long-term relationship, it's amazing. And so, and the, and it is a part of intimacy. It's not intimacy, but it's, it's a part. And so when that goes away and you're angry and hurt, you have to start looking, well, what do we have? You know, do we just have the past or so? Yeah, I would be very disturbed in this situation. And by the way, there isn't anything about I'm going to a support group. I'm going to therapy. Um, you know, I, I, I think no matter what your spouse does, does you need support. And um, Tammy, you know, would you mind typing in? There's so many folks who didn't really know where those support groups are. Would you mind? And we don't charge for them. They are free. We get lazy therapists to volunteer their time. No, I, I'm being sarcastic. We get they're therapists not lazy. Dedi no, yeah. <laughs> they're dedicated to, they're really dedicated for their own reasons, like we are, to making sure that people get the help they need. And so they volunteer, oh, like eight or 10 of them to do groups every week. And there's betrayed partners groups and there's addicts 19. groups. And we have 19, 19. groups. Are you serious? Yes. Like you haven't, yes. Like you have no idea how many, I sent an email out to people a couple months ago and there 19 were 19 groups. people and that doesn't include the webinars. That's just the drop-in group. So we have amazing non-lazy people that are wow. helping out with this. This is, uh, yeah. So it's, it's awesome. So yeah. 
And, they and they're it. dedicated. Like they've been doing it for, you know, a number of them have been doing it for a long time. That's why I did in you the know? rooms. There's something very rewarding. Thank you for listening to this episode of Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction. If our words have led you to seek help, please reach out. You can always find us at www.seekingintegrity.com.